0: Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Alright, well today I'm going to talk to you about why I do not think that racism is a sin. That's right, I don't think racism is a sin. I would never repent of racism, and neither should you. How do you like them apples? That's what we're going to talk about today, but before we get into it, Uh, Did you hear that the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network has a new app that you can download in the App Store? Now, I recommend that you do this for two reasons. One, um, there's a little bit of shadow banning going on. Gabe Wrench uh, from Cross politic he's shadow banned on Facebook. If you look at his Facebook feed, none of his pictures have any likes. And I'm talking, like, even normal pictures, like, you know, pictures of his family and his kids and stuff. You would think you'd get at least your mom to like that or something. And they don't have any likes. He's, he's, he's completely shadow banned. Now, I don't think that I'm necessarily shadow banned, but I have suspected for the last month and a half or so that my content is intentionally not getting shared as much as it normally is by the algorithms. and So I'll have to do some research. Maybe I can manipulate that a little bit. But but this is our own platform, the Fight, Laugh, Feast application. If you love our content, download the app because you can guarantee that you will get all of our content there. We are not going to shadow ban ourselves. Number two reason you should do it is, um, number w- is 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 I'm going to be uh, putting all of my YouTube videos. I do a lot of YouTube content, almost at least a video a day, sometimes two videos a day, I'm going to be putting it all on the app in podcast form all of it unless it's like something that needs like a lot of visual representation as well because sometimes i'll do videos that you need to see what i'm looking at on my screen i won't put those on podcast but i'm intending on putting all of my videos in audio format on the fight laugh feast network app so you will have access to that if you download it so check it out also consider becoming a fight laugh Feast club member use the show code robles r-o-b L-E-S. Now let's get into it. Let's get into it. Why is racism not a sin? Here's a thread that I posted onto Facebook on Tuesday of this month. It says this. It says, I will never repent of racism, and neither should you. Back in the day, it would have been safe to repent of racism, but not anymore. These days, you can't even be sure it's wrong when people accuse you of racism. People define racism in such bizarre ways these days. You can't tell if it's even a sin or not. So don't repent of it. If someone accuses you of racism, ask them if you've committed the sin of partiality. Insist on evidence, like real evidence, not assumptions. If you've committed partiality, then repent. Repent hard. Tear your clothes, sit in sackcloth and ashes, and make it right as soon as you can. Because partiality has a very clear definition, and the Bible definitely defines it as sin. Racism isn't it? Who knows what people mean when they say you're racism these days? Who knows? And who cares? I know I sure don't. I have no sympathy for Mike Bloomberg, but he's being called a racist today for no real reason. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, I guess. Stop and frisk is a stupid, probably unconstitutional policy, but racist? Yawn. Show me the evidence for partiality. I don't have time for word games. This is the social justice warriors' fault. Is it racist? Who knows, because I don't know what that means anymore. Is it racist, racist? Like, for real, for real? Or just racist with scare quotes? Who knows? Who cares? Nobody's got time for that. By the way, I'm reserving the right to use the term racist against social justice warriors because I know it triggers them, and I think that's pretty funny. But, if you ever catch me being serious and not using the word partiality instead of the word racist, call me on it. That was my thread. That was my thread. I think it's a pretty good thread. A lot of people really like that actually. and and, and I was surprised how many people shared uh, and 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 commented in a, an approving way of a video I did on this same topic. But but this is the reality. like if somebody uses the term racist these days, you really have no idea what it means. And so don't repent of it. because because in the back of the day, people would would use the term racist interchangeably for um, ethnic partiality, right? So, like, if you discriminated against someone inappropriately, because there's a good version of discrimination, let's just be honest. Like, I always think about this one scene from Seinfeld. If you watch Seinfeld, you'll know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, let me explain this for you. I think it was Seinfeld's grandmother or something. She's a very old lady. She gets a call from her bank that somebody has done something shady with her account. And so she says, "Oh, sonny, I'll I'll come right down to the bank first thing in the morning." And, and and she goes to her old bank which doesn't exist anymore. And she's in like this alley and a guy who looks latino-ish and he's dressed like a thug, you know. He's in the, the there's scary music playing and it's like comes up to her. And she goes, "You lost, lady?" And the lady's like, "Oh, I'm just looking for the bank." And he goes, "It's gone." It burned, and you you expect it to be. This is a, this is a criminal. This is a thug, and things like that. And it's like, and it's like uh, <laughs> he goes. What you really got to do is you got to go over to 54th Street, and he, he's a very nice guy at the end of the day. And um, it and the idea is like the it set you up to think that the the grandmother was in danger. There's a very intimidating looking guy. He may or may not have been Latino. The music is playing ominous. And it's supposed to make you feel stupid for assuming that it was a bad guy. But really, he was just a very helpful young man. But when you think about it, if you are in a dark alley and a man and you're a woman, an old lady, and a man approaches you, he, he's dressed like a thug and he looks intimidating and stuff like that. You have every right to think, I got to have my guard up here. You have every right to do that. That kind of discrimination is how we survive. Like if I'm in an alley... And I and, and a nice old lady comes up to me. She's wearing you know a doily on her head or something, and she just says, "Oh hey, sunny boy!" Like my guard is going to be a lot less up than if uh, a thug comes to me. Now that may or may not actually be true, because sometimes people use decoys. Like they'll have like an old lady that's a decoy, and then they're going to beat you up around the corner. But 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 we discriminate based on things that we know, and this is this is this is a good thing. You know what I mean? If you're in a if you're in a in a neighborhood that's known for gang violence and someone comes up to you that's dressed in gang colors, you can it's okay to be like I'm gonna have my guard up here because this is a gang neighborhood and this guy's dressed in gang colors. Like, there's nothing wrong with some discrimination, but partiality is an inappropriate um, mistreatment of someone based on an arbitrary factor like skin color, like like uh, like ethnicity, like age, stuff like that. And so, back in the day. That's what racism used to mean. Like you saw a black person and you treated them differently just because they were black and you treated them in a negative way. You gave them the bad seat in the, in the bus, stuff like that. That's a sin. Partiality is a sin. If you, if you are partial, if you're a partial person, then you are not doing what God says. The, the Bible says many times there is no partiality with God and therefore there should be no partiality with you. We're supposed to be holy as Christ is holy. So back in the day, you could repent of racism. But nowadays, who knows? Who knows? Racism can mean all kinds of things that are actually not only not sins, but actually blessings. Let me give you an example. You ever heard that uh, part of the institutional systemic injustice in our country, the systemic racism, the institutional racism, all these buzzwords, is the fact that whites have more wealth than blacks? Yeah. Did you know that systemic institutional racism, the fact that whites in America, have more money than blacks? Now, when you hear injustice, you, you, what you hear is, well, that something happened. Like the whites must have stolen something. They must have inappropriately stolen from the blacks. And so when you hear injustice, that's a bad thing, right? Injustice is a bad thing. And yes, certainly injustice is a bad thing. But is that why whites have more money than blacks today? Is that why? I'm arguing, no, it's not. No, it is not, because wealth is accumulated over the course of generations, typically. And so, you know, your parents leave you an inheritance. The Bible says and Christians ought to be thinking about leaving an inheritance to their children's children. Like the Bible says a good man, a wise man, a righteous man will leave an inheritance not only to his own kids, but also to his grandkids if you're a father and you're not thinking in that kind of a way, in that kind of multi-generational way, how do I leave my grandkids with an inheritance? Then you are not thinking like a righteous man, okay? So generational wealth and wealth disparities between the righteous and the unrighteous, that's actually a blessing. And the reality is that Whites in America have been here a lot longer than Puerto Ricans in America, so it stands to reason that if they are, if if a lot of whites have been thinking as righteous people, as Christians, right, then. Every you know generation is thinking about two generations down the line, and so wealth will transfer uh, on and on and on more and more and more over time. And so since they've been here longer than us, it stands to reason that God would bless their, their, their thoughts of, of leaving their inheritance to their children's children. And so there would be an income disparity, a wealth disparity, between Puerto Ricans and whites, blacks and whites. That's not a systemic injustice. That's actually a systemic blessing. God promises to bless his people. And the reality is that, that I, that's what I would say is has happened here in the United States. Now, my grandfather, when he came to the United States, he didn't have much. He didn't have much, but he was a Christian. My Puerto Rican grandfather, still alive, still kicking, still praying every day, still, still you know, serving the Lord, man. My grandfather, he's one of my heroes. Man, there's no question about it. And you know what? He came here with nothing. And little by little, he saved little by little. He worked his tail off. And he's going to leave an inheritance to my father. And likely to me. And you know what? My father grew up with very little. My brother grew up in the Bronx. But he's done better than my grandfather did. And God willing, he's going to leave me with an inheritance, and also my children. And God willing, I'm doing better than my father did at my age. And my hope is that I'm going to leave an inheritance to my children, and my children's children. See, we're thinking multi-generationally, and we haven't been in the United States that long. My grand, my grandfather was the first one here. Europeans and white folks have been here a lot longer, so you would think that it would make sense that their wealth would be greater. That's not a systemic injustice. That is a systemic blessing. So when somebody says, well, it's racist that there's a wealth and income disparity, that's why you should never repent of racism because nobody knows what the heck you're talking about. There's racism rampant in the United States. Well, okay, are you talking about like the racist, racist kind or the fake phony baloney one where you call something that's a blessing racist? Is that the kind you're talking about? Because I'm not going to repent of that. See, nobody's got time for that. Nobody's got time to figure out what you're actually saying. Because if you were actually after something good and righteous and holy and true, you would be clear about what you're saying. But you are so often unclear when you use the word racist that I do not care if you call me racist. I don't give it a second thought, and I don't suggest anyone give it a second thought. Now, if you have evidence that I've been partial in my life, bring it before me. I will take it seriously, and if I've been partial, I will tear my clothes. I will stay silent. I will repent in sackcloth and ashes, and I recommend that if anyone can prove to you that you've been partial, you better take that to the Lord you better take it seriously. You better repent your butt off because that's a serious sin. The Bible talks about partiality very often, very often because we're all susceptible to it. I'm going to talk about why why these social justice warriors don't talk about partiality in just a moment. But first, I want you, you think this is all theoretical. This is not theoretical. I want to play you a clip from Alexander June. Alexander June is a member of the Presbyterian Church in America, the PCA, a very conservative presbytery, I, we've, so we've been told. Critical theory are, is arguably a worse problem in the PCA than it is in the SBC. This is, this, he was the moderator of the General Assembly for the PCA two years ago. Listen to what he says about racism.
1: People <laughs> in power and control, and the books that we read, and the history that we have, right? it's all still part of the dominant group, right? So it's about power, friends. It's about political power. So when we talk about reverse racism, racism is defined as having um, power in a systemic and structural way, as opposed to say, oh, you're just, um, um, uh, what's the term? You're discriminatory, right? I would make the distinction that racism has everything to do with systemic power Right? It's the laws that are created and the structures that are in place.
0: And tell- racism is the structures that are in place. Racism is systemic power. And if you notice, he actually excludes discrimination from the definition of racism. He did it intentionally. Why would he do that? Why would he do that? racism is about the institutions it's about the books we read it's about uh, the systemic power the political power he even says why would he do that you see alexander june is creating an entirely new and novel category and that kind of racism my friends if you repent of having systemic power or having influence or being you know being part of the institutions if you repent of that I, I, let me let me just say this You're repenting of a blessing because God gives the systemic power and the institutions to whoever he will. And it's a blessing. God has blessed you if he puts you in power. Now, what you do with it, that's up to you. That's up to you. You could use the power that God gives you for good. That's what you should do. Or you can use it for selfish reasons. That's what you should not do. But the power itself is a blessing from God. That's not something to repent of. Alexander June is telling you to repent of one of God's blessings. That's upside down, my friends. That's upside down. Why would he do this? It's a very interesting question. It's a very interesting question. Why would somebody want to obfuscate what the meaning of racist is? I've got my opinions. I've got my opinions. I think that people do this because they, it, deep in their hearts, they're revolutionaries. Alexander June is a revolutionary. And what he wants, more than anything, is to tear down the hierarchies and create new ones. Tear down the hierarchies and create new ones. So, He's calling you a racist if you're white, cisgendered, male, Christian. You're a racist. You're an oppressor. And by definition, if you are an oppressor, then the opposite of those things are the oppressed. He wants to tear down Western civilization. That's the point of critical theory. Alexander June makes no bones about it. He is a critical theorist. This is not my opinion. He says that he's a critical theorist. Here's a clip.
1: And what's fascinating to me is if you know anything about critical race theory, right? This is a concept that I would apply in in education. I consider myself a critical race theorist. Um, You can be, and a Christian at the same time, yes. Uh,
0: So he's a critical race theorist, and he claims that you can be and be a Christian at the same time. No, you cannot. No, you cannot, at least not consistently. Critical race theory is a sin. And if you believe uh, critical race theory, you are in sin because part and parcel of critical race theory is the sin of partiality. This is the ironic part because if we talk about partiality This is why social justice warriors don't do it. This is why Alexander Dune doesn't want to do it when he makes these kinds of presentations. I'm sure he's talked about partiality in the past. But this is why you'll hear racist a thousand times and partiality one time. Because partiality applies to everybody. It applies to everybody equally. You can be a poor, partial person. You can be an ethnic minority and demonstrate partiality. But according to Alexander Dune, you cannot be an ethnic minority or poor, or, or uh, not, what's the opposite of cisgendered, whatever, queer, you cannot be that and be part of the power structures. And so that's why he talks about racism, because blacks can't be racist in Alexander June's fantasy land. Puerto Ricans can't be racist in Alexander June's fantasy land. He wants to use the term racist to browbeat the power structures. He wants to use the term racist as a bludgeon against white people. But if he uses the term partiality, it's very easy to be like, dude, Alexander June, you're being partial. This whole theory is about partiality. It's it's part and parcel of critical race theory. If you uh, employ critical race theory, you are employing partiality. And that is a sin. That is a sin. That's why people talk about race and racism and not partiality because racism can be used as a bludgeon against whites and they've got hatred in their hearts. Psalm 55 has a great verse in it. Psalm 55 5 verse 21. It says the words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. That's the critical race theorist. Their words sound so compassionate and gentle and loving. I mean, how could you not have compassion on the minority? But really, what they're doing is declaring war on the power structures, the institutions, Western civilization as a whole. And they're doing it with inappropriate, sinful, wicked means. Partiality. Partiality. The critical race theorist is essentially someone who laughs when God says you shall not be partial. Winks. You know, one of those things. It's pretty sick, guys. It's pretty sick anyway uh, we'll continue to talk about this on my YouTube channel and I hope you found this um, podcast helpful um, if you have any questions about this please don't hesitate to reach out to me um, but I, I take this stuff very seriously because I think it really hurts minorities I think minorities who buy into this stuff essentially have a hatred of white people and Europeans and things like that that is that they that they feed and they fan the flames of in their hearts. And I really think that's a dangerous position to be in. God says you shall not show partiality to the rich or the poor. You dare not show partiality to the, uh, the majority culture or the minority culture. And if you do, you are in sin, and you should tear your clothes and sit in sackcloth and ashes. This is why I will never repent of racism, because if I do, I might just be repenting of a blessing from God. I will never repent of racism, but I will repent of partiality. And you critical race theorists out there should do the same. Anyway, I hope this is helpful. God bless. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network.